And here we are. Welcome back to the unrequested uh, with myself, Tino, my buddy, Robbie. Hi. Uh, you know, we're getting back into this. It's a, it's a whole nother episode. Thanks for joining us. Whole nother week. We got a lot more to talk about. I say that every week because we always have a lot to talk about, which I think is great. But man, do we have a lot to talk about. We had some excitement this weekend. We had back to madness. We got more March madness, less March sadness. Unless you're a Gonzaga fan. Sorry, Gonzaga. Or UCLA. Or UCLA. I don't know. Either way. I mean, it, it was a it was an exciting weekend, but we also got some other things to kind of come through. Uh, we got to talk about some NFL comp rules, uh, possible changes in the NFL space. Darnold moving over, you know, uh, he, he uh, got out of the Jets situation. Some basic draft stuff. And then uh, we'll, we'll save a little surprise for, for the very end. Um, you know, but... Again, a lot to talk about. We'll we'll jump off though. Did did you watch the games? Did you watch the final I did. four? I did. Did you watch all of them? I I watched the UCLA Gonzaga one and I watched the championship game. Yep. The UCLA Gonzaga one was crazy. Yeah, I I didn't know. I did. <laughs> I I was I was ready prepared for a second overtime, and then it happened. Yeah. Right. Just, I mean, he. Wow. Three, I mean, he shot that shot, and about halfway to the basket, he already started running to the sideline because he knew it was going in. Oh yeah! As soon as he launched it, lined it up, he was just like, "That's on point. I am the hero," and away he went. This is probably one of the, for me, one of the best Final Four endings I've seen in my lifetime. Oh yeah that that was an instant classic. That game's going to be lived lived on forever in regards to the final four. Um, it's going to lose a little bit of its majesty because they couldn't follow it up on Monday night with a championship, but Holy hell, that was an exciting game. Oh, Cause was. again, I, it wasn't what anyone was expecting uh, with the exception and probably still not. Uh, they weren't expecting it, but UCLA fans, you know, thinking, Hey, you know, the, the talk all week long, they're going to get trounced. Like they're just going to get handled. They were 14 blow for blow. Yeah. Blow for blow. They went head to head with Gonzaga and whoa. That was probably one of the most impressive final four runs ever. Go from the first four all the way to the final four. And I mean, that close to going to the championship game as an 11 seed. I mean, they stepped up to the plate, right? They, they, they're, they're going to look real good next year. Uh, Something that you're going to want to, keep an eye on but i mean the man, gonzaga, in general yeah i mean gonzaga had to had to pull up that ridiculous shot to to make it worth it you know whew, whoa i mean i just ah it just it it got me i was sitting there watching it and i was just it wasn't what i was expecting i don't think it was anything that anyone was expecting i was secretly rooting for ucla but um to have that kind of ending without being a particular fan of one team or the other super happy with that one that was that was something else. And if you free- needed another reminder to watch Final Four basketball or just really the Sweet Sixteen on down, this was a this was a great reminder of that. Oh right, and then only for Gonzaga to go out the championship game and just take a big old dump on the court. Oh man, and so you know, Houston got handled uh, in the Final Four. Houston went up against Baylor and Baylor shut them down in that first, uh, in that first half, 45 to 20 at the half. I mean, it's hard to come back from that, right? You have to be on fire and you're not going to be on fire against that defense. 
And then for them to go <laughs> for Baylor to, to face Gonzaga next, there was a couple points that I thought Baylor was in a bit of trouble, even though they were ahead pretty much. Well, they were ahead the whole game. Yeah. You know, I think there was one point in the second half Gonzaga got within nine. I think it was even less than that. It's like seven, six or seven, but like they started making a run, but it was when Baylor started to play Gonzaga's game, right? Hurry up, fast pace, moving the ball, pushing the ball down the court. And then they stopped that. They were like, this ain't working. And then all of a sudden, few big threes, few big stops. And it was just, it was over. It was just over. I mean, I was surprised it was only a 10 point difference at halftime just based on the way Baylor was playing. Oh, I mean, that, I mean, their defense was suffocating. Yeah. I mean, Suggs still got 22 points, um, you know, which you would expect. He's going to be a high lottery pick. You know, that's that's kind of a given. Multi-sport athlete, great story. And I think that's what kind of rounds out Suggs' legacy in that shot is that he's always going to be a great story. You know, dual athlete, was a quarterback, yeah. um, but came into the Final Four, hit the big shot to win a Final Four game. Um, just unfortunately could not follow that one up. Sad day for Gonzaga. Great day sad, for Baylor. Sad day. Yeah. Great day for Texas. Second, yeah. second, only the second team from Texas to win the national championship. State of Texas. I, we talked a little bit about it last year. It's like, you know, maybe Texas does need to switch to a basketball school or a basketball state. Yeah. You know, if we're not going to win any national titles on the college football level, hmm, maybe we should make a change. No, it won't happen. Let's be honest. We're both from Texas. No. Football's still a religion. Like second to second to God, second to Christianity. Yeah. But yeah, that was. I mean, you know, well I, worth the. Yeah, that yeah, was worth the price of admission for me to sit on my couch and watch those games. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good. It was a good month to pay my cable bill. Uh, to see those games. I mean, I'm just I. Oof. I was just left in awe of of what Baylor really did on defense. That's what got me. I mean, Gonzaga put up seventy points. And it, yeah, and it doesn't feel like it. Feel like no. they put up fifty. Yeah, yeah. It did not feel like again the couple runs. If it wasn't for those couple runs that they made, it would have been a it complete been blowout. Yeah, and even when it was close, it didn't feel that close. So. Props to Baylor, our home state, taking home a NCAA championship. Um, wow. So hopefully next year is just as good. Now it's got a lot to live up to. You know, we'll get a full season, see how that changes the field a bit. Um, you know, we've got Roy Williams retiring out of UNC. Uh, that was a big move. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out over, you know, over the next couple of years in regards to recruiting, in regards to how they play on the court. You know, if they're going to be that perennial bracket favorite, uh, hopefully. But we'll see. Lots of changes. I mean, it's North Carolina. They can get whoever they want. I don't know. I mean, you know, when you have a when you have a coach, people want to go there for the coach because they know they're going to win. They're going to get developed. You know, I think he'll get a little bit of leeway, obviously, because you, you have a little bit of that Roy Williams hangover. But I don't know after that. I mean, Two, three years Davis, from now. I mean, Herbert Davis is known. He's an alum. Play, I mean, uh, play in the NBA. Well-known name. I think you get it done. Yeah, need to see it first. Yep. Got to see it. Everyone's a big name, and then if you don't produce, well, it's the I wrong think, kind of media. It helps. He was assistant there for 
it does keep the culture keep a lot of the same systems in place it's just a new face right to hopefully continue to propel them to excellence um but wishing nothing but roy williams the best as he moves on to whatever is next for him uh because he was exciting to watch he made unc exciting to watch so hopefully we get that same result that same product on the court starting next season maybe not the same as this season but you know what i mean (laughs) yeah the larger picture Speaking of products on court slash field, <laughs> yeah, NFL competition committee and teams have uh, made rule proposal changes. These one are fun. Them, yeah, one of them is no preseason preseason overtime. Which, not that there's been a lot of them, I couldn't find one in the last five years. But <laughs> how this hasn't I, been a rule, I have right? no idea. Right, like I I don't know who thought about this, but. Why was it there to begin with? And yes, let's please get rid of this. Like we were getting rid of preseason games before this became a rule. Yeah. Like, <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> like we got hey, rid I of know, I know a you preseason are, game. You're not getting paid for this, but we're, we're going to want you to go play another uh, 10 minutes. So but that is Fred free God, football, you know. Robbie. Yeah. That is free football. Yeah. <laughs> free for everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know, preseason football ain't free. It's something that we all have to wait and suffer through. Um, thankfully we shortened that from four weeks to three weeks hopefully we get a yes on this one no <sighs> preseason ot dear lord i would like to meet so you have to have 24 owners vote for it. i'd like who, to meet the, who would vote against this i would like to uh, jerry riddle jones. me that one batman jerry jones no he would get rid of this <laughs> probably <sighs> and then speaking of know. overtime um more overtime changes more overtime changes proposed by the baltimore ravens and the philadelphia eagles so basically what would happen is at the end of the game whoever has the ball at the end of overtime i mean at the end of the fourth quarter just keeps the ball but they started their own 20 so there's really no incentive to drive the ball downfield to get a last second field goal, touchdown, whatever. I don't well, like I mean, it. I, I, it doesn't feel right. I think the conversation has to be started and maybe that's what this is to get the, to kind of get the ball rolling uh, a bit. Cause you know, maybe you can do something in that space, but I don't think this is it. <laughs> Cause imagine it, imagine if you're on like the 40 yard line, right? Too far to kick a field goal with your kicker. Uh, but you know, you had a chance to kind of take a deep shot on second down as the clock expires. And then now you're going to get the ball, but you're going to move back to the 25 yard line after you just had the ball. It's like, no, I, I just don't think it takes, takes into account like some of the randomness, right? Right. What happens with a coin flip and, and kind of going from there. Cause I know people were complaining about, you know, well, both teams should have the chance to touch the ball regardless of what the first team does. Why? You know, yes, I, teams I mean, don't score on every NFL drive, right? Like it, you know, it's, it's, it's part of it, let alone touchdowns. Well, I, I don't have the I, percentages in front of me, but it's still, come on. I kind of understand where the cover from when you had the, the 2019 AFC championship game with New England, Brady Kansas Mahomes. City. Yeah. Yeah. Mahomes didn't yeah. get to touch the ball because Kansas City's defense was pretty much a sieve at that point. 
in the but game. But I think that we're, we're looking at it through very specific glasses, right? Because we said Mahomes didn't get a chance to touch the ball, right? Right. Had, had it been Nick Foles on the other side, no one would have been harping like, we didn't even give Nick Foles a chance to try and throw the ball downfield for them to win the game. Like, no, no one would have been saying that. They would have just said, why didn't your defense stop him? You had to, right. you had to do it for one drive or at least hold him to a field goal. So, I don't know. Throw that argument out the window. I, I, I think, I think no, you can I start agree. talking I, about I, it. But I agree. Defense is part of the game. If you can't stop them, then that's on yeah. you. That's not. Yeah. You, it's not up to the offense. Be like, no, we'll give you a chance to. I mean, yes, that the offense is what pays the bills for the NFL. You know, hence why we've had all the rule changes in recent years to catch rules, to pass interference, to you know when you can touch a receiver, how hard you can you know softly lay the quarterback down on a sack um because the offense is paying the bills in that space but this isn't (laughs) maybe this gets the conversation going this won't pass i have i have no doubt about that no i don't i can't see anyone going for that either no a couple of the rules i did like though um uh, one of them the first one the onside kick rule changes uh where instead of doing an onside kick because again we we the rules have been adjusted in recent years where you can't have that running start to avoid those high impact collisions and instead converting it to a fourth and 15 try to retain possession, which I think is great. You get more offense. You're not worried about the collisions. And I feel like you get like a real chance outside of the, the Dallas Falcon, uh, you know, and the Falcons, whatever that play was. Well, that was you know. just a brain fart on the Falcons part, though. Oh, no, but remember, I mean, the, the coaching staff said they were. They talked to their players about it. They were prepared, and then they watched that ball just spin and spin until it hit the 10-yard line like they well, were waiting for a cowboy to touch it. Well, maybe they should have been uh, asking their players if they were paying attention. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because that's a question that goes over well. You were in school. If a teacher asked you if you were paying attention, what was your response? Huh? Huh? What? What? I mean, obviously they weren't because I mean they avoided it like they avoided the football like it was a plague. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're like was, the, the other team's got to touch it first, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean these are these guys are being paid to play football, and for God knows what reason they're like, ah, they can't touch it. Yep, it was but like I, don't, I like this change. Um, I like it just because it gives better odds. I think it's more what we want to see, right? A fourth and 15 play, like, you know, it's not something you just dial up and execute 50, 60% of the time. Like, there's still some, um, there's still a defense out there, right? Unless you're the Jets. Um, (laughs) Playing gauge eight, cover zero. (laughs) Madden rules. Yeah. Like, oh, we give up on the game? Engage eight, single high safety. (laughs) We know they're going to throw it deep. Doesn't matter. Oh, and guess what that cost them? A lot. We'll get to that later. Uh, um, uh, but I don't know. I like the change. Make it make it easy. Switch over to that. I feel like that's an easy one to pass. Um, again, you don't like it. You can always revert back to it next year. Say it wasn't a success. Yeah. Um, or at the very least, maybe run this through kind of like an XFL kind of situation and uh, let them try it out. <laughs> and yeah, then you, right. Like- and then you take it on next year. So, kind of like what they're doing with the sky judge yep, proposal. Ex- exactly. Um, which is, you know, a similar to another one. But the other one that I that I liked, the rule changes, is no interviews until after conference title games. I like this rule. I like this rule for a number of reasons. One, I think, you know, what we saw this past season is that there were some high-profile coordinators 
that were being considered for jobs, but I don't know how serious they can be considered because teams were wanting to hire sooner rather than later. They didn't want to wait another week or possibly two weeks or they three weeks. Lose out. Yeah, they don't want to lose out on their coach. Yeah, and at the same time, it's depriving what I think would be some good candidates from real consideration for some of these roles, right? You know, because um, I mean, if you're not hiring until the conference title games, yeah, you may know um, or no interviews until after those conference title games. That's giving at least all but two teams, really, right, a chance to have their coaches interviewed to keep moving them up. Because I think back. What would the difference have been for uh, for Bienemy out of the Chiefs, or even a Byron Leftwich from the Bucks? Had he only been, you know, two weeks removed from when hires could be made, more consideration I think would be given, less of the knee jerk reaction hires or just trying to get someone in sooner. Yeah, give everyone a chance to breathe. Yeah, and take stock in what they have and what they want. No, I I, I like it. You know, and maybe don't fire your coach in week 10, you know, where you're just waiting until the end of the season so you can start interviewing, you know, their replacements. Um, Because is that really a good, is that a really a position you want to be in? But hey, you know, what do I know? (sighs) I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, They don't vote on it until what, May? Uh, So, or is it late April? Yeah, after the draft, I think. Yep, late April, possible rule changes announced at their annual spring meeting in May. So that'll be cool. So that'll be good. That means we get to get through the draft. I'll plug the draft yet again. You know, we're a few weeks away from doing our mock draft. I feel like I want to do more mock drafts. A mockery draft? A mock a mock mock draft. Can we do a mock draft of the mock draft? We can do a mock draft of the mock draft. Mockception, if you will. <laughs> yes. So as all the trades go through. As all the trades go through, maybe we should, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. Cause maybe we'll do like a complete, like in a perfect world and in, in like our fantasy world, this is what a mock draft and this is who will trade where and when and how and, and who they'll take for it. I don't know. We'll get to that later. <sighs> Drafts. I just, I get all excited. And then speaking of trades, speaking of trades, Oh, Guess who J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets out of New York. That was Darnold on that plane. Young little (sighs) baby Darnold. He is free of the New York Jets franchise and he is off to wear Panther blue, Robbie. In Charlotte? Wow. As As a Panther fan yourself. Tell me, how do you feel about this train? I feel good for Darnold because it gets him out of New York. <laughs> I don't feel good about Carolina because yes. we're the team bringing him in. He's younger than Joe Burrow. What's What do you not like about this situation? Oh, I feel like he's damaged goods at this point. All right, three seasons and played on three absolutely horrible teams under Adam Gase. It's still the Jets, so yeah. It, yeah, it, it just, I don't know. I, it feels like trading for David Carr almost. Which, why would that be a bad trade? You've seen what David Carr can do, you know, when given the right opportunity, right? The right coaching, some of the You're right weapons. Derek, I'm, no, I'm talking about David Carr. Oh, eh, fair enough. Okay. When he was at Houston, he got beat. You mean uh, as their first draft pick ever? Yeah. 
you know, it's funny that we have to compare the Jets to, you know, the first few years of an expansion franchise. So I mean, that's kind of I think it speaks to exactly the problem was with Darnold. Exactly. Wasn't the guy in the uniform. (laughs) So that whole franchise has been a mess for a long time. Yeah, they they have not been relevant. I mean, they they drafted Mark Sanchez. They brought you know, took him to a couple of uh, of deep AFC, playoff runs. You know, AFC so title games under yeah, I own mean, racks. But I mean, that was the last time they were really relevant. And even then, you know, we we all still vividly remember the butt fumble. Uh, if you yeah. don't remember the butt fumble, I highly recommend uh, YouTubing that one. One of the most amazing plays ever in football. It's it's a term you can pull into your everyday life. You know. When you see someone fail, is it a fail so epic that it is a butt fumble? Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, please go look it up. I, I can I can't express it in words how funny it is to see it in real time and know that it happened in the NFL. Yeah, a professional <laughs> player. Level. Yeah, a professional player did that. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, another issue I have with it is just like what Carolina gave up. I don't mind giving up the fourth and sixth round pick. Sixth this year, second and fourth round next year. I have no problem with the fourth and sixth. I kind of wish the second round pick was conditional, like a third, and then potential to go up to a second, similar to, to like to what we second. saw with the Wentz deal. Yeah, play X amount of snaps, or you make it, you know, to the playoffs. If the team does this like well, that. whatever. Yeah, that's kind of what I would have rather seen, but. And I, I think the reports were coming out that they were bidding against themselves early on. Oh, I don't think a, anyone was going to jump on the Darnold train. I think they were going to try and wait to the last minute, try and squeeze some, you know, uh, some equity out of it, you know, where they didn't have to do kind of what you see here. I don't think it's bad. A second and a fourth this year or next year and a sixth this year. I think that's a, I think that's a fair trade right there. I mean, it could be worse. I just wish the second was conditional. Yeah. That's my biggest thing about it. I think this is, is great for Darnold. I think this is great for the Panthers. Panthers sitting at uh, at eight, you know, in the draft, unlikely to get a top three or four quarterback uh, in this year's draft, um, even though there's a lot of speculation about, you know, what may happen with fields, you know, who's drafting who and where. Um, but I, again, I think this gives the Panthers a lot of great options, right? They can either take the best player available. They can trade out of that eighth overall pick. Um, you know, depending on who's fallen there, you know, who's, who's falling there. Yeah. I mean, I think they just have options. They do now. If, they have a lot more options. Now they yeah. can go get like, uh, Kyle Pitts. If he falls to eight. Yeah. Um, get, I mean, you're uh, looking at, you can, you're looking at a Sertan. bunch of people, right? Like if you like Patrick Michael Sertan. Parsons, yeah, yeah. Patrick be. Sertan, uh, you know, if you want, if you want a, um, Rayshon Slater, uh, if you want to tackle, I don't think they need to tackle, but you want to, you want another tackle. You can always move your left tackle inside to guard. <laughs> Not going to hurt. Yeah. So I think this opens up a lot more options for him. And I don't think they gave up too much. Again, Darnold is younger than Burrow. And now you're going to pair him with Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, Matt rule, the head coach surround him with some weapons. He actually has a line. Well, the has franchise a isn't in, you know, the franchise isn't the jets. Yeah. So. And he has a rapport with Robbie Anderson already. Yep. Which helps a lot. Yep. So, so I mean, yeah. I'm probably more down on it than I really should be, but it's just hard to see <laughs> getting a quarterback from a, 
from a franchise as bad as the Jets have been. Uh, yeah, they they haven't been great, but I don't know if Darnold's been given a chance to really to really shine, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, he's, I, he's been with the Jets. He hasn't really had a run game, an offensive line, people to throw to, you know, that uh, a coach that was really competent. yeah competent, an offense that was, you know, had the capability of moving the ball, a defense that was capable of stopping movement on any given day. Um, but, yeah. But I don't know. I th- for me, I think there's a bigger story that's playing with Sam Darnold. I think this is an experiment in process right now, right? What we've seen lately, at least, uh, from quarterbacks is a pop or drop, right? right? Either they're making it or they're gone. Like they're out. Yeah. Like you're, you're Josh Rosen. You he's know, still on a, he's still on his rookie deal too. Yep. Yeah. So I and mean, then, they have they have an option for him. And now we have an option to move Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, they've which, allowed Bridgewater to go ahead and seek a trade, which I think is great. Bridgewater is going to be a you know a very competent, high level backup. I think that's what he is. Um, after the knee injury, which was unfortunate, but that's kind of the life in the NFL. It's not like he's missing money. Um, <laughs> no, he's he's getting plenty. Took two years off and was able to come back. So, but I don't know. I think I think we got to figure out uh, what happens now with this type of situation. Cause I think this is going to really impact guys going forward. Cause we always know those first round quarterbacks don't work out. So if Darnold has like a resurgence, which I think is what, if you're a NFL quarterback about to be drafted, what you want to see, because then that means you can leave the franchise that drafted you go somewhere else and still have a chance at a NFL, like a true NFL starting quarterback career. Right. Um, you know, and, and, because the comps would be at this point, is he going to be Josh Rosen or is he going to be Ryan Tannehill? And one of those was actually with Adam Gase. So, yes. He's um, actually doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you put him in the right system, in the right situation. All of a sudden, he actually looks like a quarterback. And, I would uh, argue that Darnold got three years of NFL experience in replacement of some of his college experience. Because I, st- I think he came out too early when he first came I, out. He came out after his junior year. But not a lot of starts. It wasn't like he was starting that entire time, but he showed a lot of potential. He was still he young. He flashed. He flashed yeah. a lot. But there's there's still a lot of times when he was at USC, and I was just like, oh, how's that going to translate? Yeah. Yeah, there's some some throws that he makes sometimes. But again, I think pairing him up with, with Joe Brady, pairing him up with Matt Rule in that offense – giving him Christian McCaffrey to hand the ball off to at any given time or dump it down in the flat. That'll I think we're going to see and then, a different one. And then if Kyle Pitts falls to eight, I mean, you oh, have your security Lord. blanket right there. I think, in. man, the Panthers would be happy if that was the case. If Pitts, if Pitts fell that far. Yeah. I, it's, I think it's very possible too. It is. Unless, I mean, but you're also – Atlanta's also shopping their pick, so who knows? Yeah, but someone's going to jump up there. It also change. I think it changes who takes what as far as quarterbacks go. Oh yeah, this, this has this has some draft implications. Um, I think this really again sets the Panthers up well. They can either draft if they have you know their top four players and all their top four that they wanted to draft are gone. Then why not trade out of that pick? Right. Right. And Especially go ahead and get you some you more have, compensation. 
especially if you don't have who you want fall to you, whether yeah. it be Pitts, Parsons, uh, Sewell, or uh, Kip Slater. From, uh, Slater, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I think this is a. Uh, I think this is good for all parties involved. I think it was fair compensation uh, for what the Jets got. You know, they they shouldn't expect a first, but I think they got something very good a second next year a fourth next year and a sixth this year they already have a ton of picks so yeah they do i mean not like they keep any of their first round picks maybe this will be a them turning the leaf right yeah turn over to leaf or we'll see who knows it's still the jets yeah but again lots of draft implications there's still a lot of noise going on out there though about mac jones well being the 49ers pick um, with more information coming out lately that Mac Jones is really the preference for Kyle Shanahan, but John Lynch is more of a fields fan. So I yeah, think that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, so supposedly Justin Fields is having a second pro day and the 49ers are going to attend. Now, if that changes Shanahan's, mind i mean they didn't go to his first pro day no they didn't so now they're going they're going to go to his second pro day which is which Man, means it. they they saw mac jones but they're going to go to the uh, field's second pro day which is interesting i think once you want if you're justin fields right like once you would rather not do a second pro day because, I mean, wouldn't you rather fall in the draft to maybe get to, you know, a better team <laughs> uh, that drafts you, even if you have to sit a year, you know, knowing that when you do start, you're going to have a better opportunity to be successful um, as opposed to being taken by, like, I don't know, the Jets. <laughs> Jets ain't taking them. No, the Jets aren't going to take them. They're, they're locked into Zach Wilson. I get it. I still have my concerns bringing that young kid who hasn't faced a lot of the same pressures as you know yeah um so i i don't know provo is definitely not new york city no he's gonna get thrown right into that media right like i that's that's a tough ask and if i'm fields yeah i I wouldn't be asking for it yeah that media was rough on darnold he was in usc yeah, and he's fairly well composed, right? Like, you know, yeah. he's not saying things and stepping out of line very often. He reminds me of that aspect of Jared Goff, which someone you don't hear a lot from. Uh, you know, we're just talking about their on-field play and never off-field antics. So, right. But, but we'll yeah, see I, what happens. I just, I, I don't understand Mac Jones. I don't. I don't either. It doesn't make sense to me. I understand he's NFL ready, but you have Jimmy G, and unless you're getting rid of him, why not take it? You know. A high potential guy, yeah, a high a high ceiling guy. Yeah, I, Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is. We saw what Mac Jones can do. We saw it. We saw it in you know in his college career, which was somewhat short, but you saw him when he had the best weapons and tools and coach in college football. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to leverage a Joe Burrow college career into an NFL career, but Joe Burrow was. I mean, you can just see it, just the difference between them. Joe Burrow's far better, has a far higher ceiling than Mac Jones does. Yep. And it just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. 
And does it, I, mean, I don't want to say the, the 49ers, like I don't understand it for the 49ers at all. Like I mean, I said, get it. I, if you're going to trade up, trade up, go and get the guy that you want, unless it's Mac Jones. Yeah. <laughs> if it's Mac Jones, no, 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 no. John Lynch, step up and be like, you know what? I'm the GM. This is who we're drafting. This is in the best interest of our franchise, not Mac Jones. Right. Like Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I'm I'm not surprised by either of those if they get taken at three. And if either one of them gets taken at three by the Niners, they should be ecstatic. Yeah. And, Just, then, yeah. and the fact that, you know, a lot of people are talking Fields falling in the draft. Yeah. I, I Which I don't understand. I, you know, more mock drafts. Everyone's kind of got Jones penciled into that third slot. Atlanta with their um, with their restructure of Matt Ryan's deal that really essentially locks them in for another two years on Matt Ryan because they can't get rid of him without a huge dead money cap hit. Um, Bengals have Burrow, Dolphins, unlikely unless they make a move. I don't see it though. You know where they draft another quarterback and move off to a uh, um, the Lions. They got a lot of needs. I don't and think they they're going to go with quarterback here. Yeah, they they've got golf. They're going to start building a, a franchise, hopefully. Um, then you got the Panthers just traded for Darnold. And then you have the Broncos. I think the Broncos would be very happy if yeah. uh, Lance or Fields fell to them. I mean, they could, I mean, with Atlanta also opening to train that fourth pick, you yep. see Denver jumping up to grab one of them. I don't know if they'll have to. I think if someone's jumping up to four, they may be going after Kyle Pitts could be but they're still behind carolina oh yeah going on oh you're saying yeah if, if someone's going to trade for for pits i think they could dr- jump up to that fourth spot unless they're really high on one of these one of the the last quarterbacks depending on who the niners draft but i think it it puts atlanta into a solid draft night yes. or you know soon there right before the draft trade situation i don't think we're going to see anything in the next two weeks and I, was just, I don't understand Fields falling behind Lance either. I don't either. That that that's one that's puzzled me. I mean, I, I've I've looked at a lot of the the rankings, the big boards about who goes where, who's ranked where, uh, and it's always a big flip flop on you know where's where's Wilson, where's Fields, where's Lance. Where's Jones? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, and I don't. Yeah, I just, Trey Lance. He's played seventeen games, and that's at Division One AA where they have playoffs. So he's basically played a season and a couple games. Yeah, exactly. Not I mean, Division One A level. That's why I think you know. Hey, if the Niners went up there and they're going to take a shot on him, great put him behind Jimmy G and if Jimmy G starts going on fire then you let him play for another two years and you don't have no regrets about letting a Trey Lance sit and then um, hopefully maybe the Packers will get wise and maybe trade Jordan Love get some capital for him while you still can unless you really think you're going to move off you know Rodgers after this next year but that's a whole other that's a whole other topic yeah either way um, options, a lot of draft things going on. I can't, I, yeah, I just can't believe that fields would be falling. Um, I have a hard time believing that someone's going to trade up into that top eight ish range. And again, maybe that's a great spot for Carolina to be in fields is still out there. And then you start looking down the list of maybe 
who's looking for a quarterback, you know, Washington, North, yeah. uh, New England. Yeah. Both yeah. Them I think, jump. I think New England is one team to watch out for yeah, the bears. If they're smart, maybe we'll, we'll look to jump oh, up in the got, draft. If one of them starts the to rifle. fall to eight. Yeah. QB one. Yeah. QB1. Remember that? Tw- remember that tweet? QB one. As soon as they signed Dalton QB one. Oh. Couldn't so. even do it in Dallas with all those weapons. Yeah. It was like half of them in Chicago. And, he, and you know, another another stinky one that I that I would keep my eye on. So, right, we said the Patriots probably keep an eye on to, to see if they jump. The Washington football team, um, you know, the team that has no name, um, the Broncos. But then I think I think the surprise another surprise contender that could slip up there, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, very. You know, you've got Roethlisberger on a one deal. If Fields starts to fall, or even if Lance Trey Lance starts to fall, you know, those are two guys. Hey, more than happy to put them in and just say, sit in the quarterback room. You know, see how the professionals do it, and then you at least get to go to a great organization, and you get to learn from a a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yep, exactly. You know, yeah, that would be. That'd be a great situation for uh, Trey Lance or Fields. Yep, because I, I, you know, I just don't know if I see the Denver Broncos taking a quarterback. It, it I'd like to like living in Denver. I'd like for them to draft a rookie, maybe see what they see what he's got. But they're on this Drew Locke train. So I don't, I don't know. They might trade for Teddy B. So. <laughs> Dear God, don't don't put that out there into the universe. Yeah. Let, no, no. I do not want to see Teddy Bridgewater in a Bronco uniform. Oh, I do. Bring Bronco. on the mediocrity. Yes. More Ooh. of it. No, just heap it on there. It's what Fine. the city's it's what has been city's been swimming in for the last five years. <laughs> mediocrity. Well, speaking of, speaking of the big D, and I don't mean Dallas. Denver could have a hell of a year. Oh God. Hell of a summer. Hell of a summer. Just overall, just, just yeah. all encompassing. If you haven't seen it yet, if you haven't heard about it, I don't know what you're doing. Cause you're listening to a sports broadcast. And if you don't know the MLB all-star game has been moved from Georgia to Denver. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're now we're talking about home run derby at mile, in mile high. high air in that stadium. No less. Oh, Coors Field. Which, you know, I'm sure if we gave you, you know, a half a good shoulder, we could send you out there with a bat and you'd knock one out. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, that's exciting, right? I, like, I, I, I mean, the stadium itself is amazing. Yeah. Beautiful stadium. Beautiful Rooftop sites. bar. That rooftop bar. Worth the price of admission. And, you know, the admission's like $5, but. Yeah. Because we, well, you know, we have a partial MLB franchise here. Half but I mean, that, you know, <laughs> they just trade our best player and fifty million dollars with it for. Yep, no big deal. A fifth pitcher. Um, but man, Denver can have a year because then we, you have the Avalanche, who could again make Win it to Stanley to Cup. the to the Stanley Cup, and then you also have the Nuggets, who after trading for Aaron Gordon look pretty darn good and if you've seen the quote lately from gordon it's like these are the easiest buckets that i've ever that i've ever gotten it's like yeah you could have an mvp too yep so 
I mean, you know, what if the Nuggets made it? What if the Avalanche made it? We have an all-star game. That is like three months of just good times in Denver. And if you're familiar with Denver, you know what we're famous for. You come here, you relax. Everyone has a great time. The weather's great outside. Yeah, summertime. I can't beat it. Broncos, I would say join this conversation, please, because you're not currently being discussed in all this fun that is the Denver summertime. Uh, hey, unless you want to go and train and get a quarterback. Hey, they're they're have a top ten quarterback. Is that not exciting? A top ten what? A top ten pick, sorry. I was like quarterback. Like, oh no, top ten pick. I was like, wow, you really think highly of Drew Locke. No, he's like the worst quarterback. <laughs> I mean, they, they have an option. Again, a fields or Lance starts to fall. Would they take a do you think they'd take a, a flyer on him? Especially if like a Micah Parsons is out there still. Oh god, they need they need they need a tackle. They need him inside linebacker in the worst way. Micah Parsons. Yep, but they still need a quarterback. Yep. The offense has got to move. But yeah, as far as summer goes, we have two parades in an all star <laughs> game. <laughs> it would be it it would just be insane. Like, Denver will be a drunken mess. <laughs> but it would be so much fun. And there's a possibility that the All-Star game will be at the course field will allow full capacity. I hope so. So you have a sold out course field. I I would really love to go to the home run derby. I was gonna say it's like I, I'm not a big fan of the All-Star game in itself, but I would definitely go to the home run derby in this city with our weather. Go hang out left field. Oh man. Push over a I, bunch of kids and get home run balls. <laughs> I don't even need to go get a home run ball. I'll, I'll sit at that rooftop bar, just enjoying the view, drinking a beer, enjoying the Colorado weather while we just watch these monsters hit monsters balls. out of the park. Yeah. yeah. Probably a couple of them hit them out of the stadium. Man. I mean, that's, it, it's just overall, it's, a, it's a good time to be in Denver uh, this summer, you know? So let's uh, let's keep coming out of this pandemic thing and start opening up some more stuff. And let me get out there. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready, too. Denver. Let me go. Yeah, get your microchips injected, and you'll be good to go. <laughs> I'm halfway there. One more shot to go. I've only got half the microchip. I'm waiting on the other half. The other, you're waiting on the update. Yeah, it's on an it's an uh, installment plan, right? Installment plan. So. Well, well, well. Well, that's all we have for today. Thanks for it? stopping by. Is that Unless you have anything else to add? Nope, nope. I, sure, I, I see gears grinding, your smoke coming out of your ears. Yeah, it's it's just a lot of empty space up there. That one hamster up there is tired. He's done. He's done. <laughs> well, again, thanks for stopping by. You can follow us on the Twitterverse at the Unrequested. Or email us, email us at theunrequestedpc at gmail.com. Don't forget to tell a friend about us. And We're for family. my friend, Tino, say hi, bye, whatever. I'm oh, Robbie. Oh, yeah. That was my, that was my cue. You're sitting yeah, here giving me the head nod. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. No, thanks for stopping by, everyone. <laughs> and again, Hopefully. tell a friend about us. We're friends, if you have multiple. And we'll see you next week. Lucky fools. <laughs>